0: Seems cold and bleak, and you just can't take any more. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shine through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and rogue hit woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and rogue woe. Hi, hi, hey. Hey. How are you? Fancy seeing you here. Oh man, what are you up to? Well, what have you been up to, man? I don't know, recording The Hopeless Show. Recording The Hopeless Show with a crazy theme again. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, we have lucky number 113, 113 episodes. So with that luck, why not make the theme bombs? Bombs? But not just bombs, like Bombs.
1: Are you talking about uh, the ones that blow up or are you talking about the ones that happen uh, to hang off of chests or are you talking about what we tend to do anytime we try to make a joke?
0: (laughs) All of it, all of it, any kind of bomb, anything that it could be just like something that is the bomb. We can bring that phrase back. Just Mm -hmm. anything bomb related is Uh, going to be the uh, dub bomb. Da-bomb, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, and I'll just start it right off. Did you see Oppenheimer?
1: Oh, I experienced the fuck out of Oppenheimer.
0: Okay, me too. Uh, usually we'd put this in our hopeless TV, but because of this Barbenheimer and all, like the hype for going to the movies, I think is it a weird time because the industry is on strike and at the exact same time, the, the, the theatrical industry is exploding (laughs) get it (laughs) Uh, uh, so yeah so well i guess i'll ask you what did you we'll try not to give spoilers away but guess what the bombs worked uh what did you think of the movie
1: yeah and and we're doing and we have a whole separate hopeless tv segment today but we're gonna talk about oppenheimer up front what i thought about the movie was like oh my god it was long but um (laughs) the it's like over three hours um and I'm going to start with the negative first because there's not much of it. It's mostly like almost 98% positive. It was insanely long, um, but the time flew by, which is good. I thought it was really well cast, but the there were some really corny lines of dialogue, like when Matt Damon came in for the first time as commander. Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. And he's like got his like lieutenant behind him, and he's like he just takes off his jacket to f- meet Oppenheimer the first time. And you just hand, and he's in the middle of a scene, like walking. In, he's like, "Have this dry cleaned." It's like, in what situation in life would you and your lieutenant just be walking into somebody else's office? Then you take off your jacket and then tell your lieutenant have it dry cleaned. Did it, did it get dirty in the last three minutes? Why, if it needed dry cleaning, why don't you take it off before? Like, it makes that just st- there was a lot of stupid lines that I was like, yeah. "That's dumb." Um, it's a good point, point. and it kind of like unimmersed me a little bit, um, whatever, or demersed me. Um, Demersed, and, but outside of that, I absolutely freaking loved it. Picture of the year.
0: Wow. So the lines part. Yeah. I, I felt some of it was just, there were moments that felt a little like forced. Yeah. It felt like uh, they were
1: being acted.
0: Yes. Well, Matt Damon always had, he's a great actor. He has his walk, the Matt Damon walk. And it's like, like tough guy walk, but it's like just the the Matt. Yeah. But I mean, we both have it too. It's just the tough guy, Matt Damon walk, which in some of his roles cracks me up. Um, As did Rami Malek when he came on the screen. I just (laughs) thought it was funny because like all of a sudden there was like him. That was, uh, there were just so many famous actors in this movie that just pop up.
1: Uh, I've, you know, I've never watched a movie or a show where Rami Malek pops up and I don't think of Ratatouille. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't know. I just like, I was like, Oh, he's going to be cooking something under somebody's hat. Um, yeah, so, yeah. cause he's like a well, little dude, you know, and he just, is always like, mm-hmm, you know, Got, and that and like, he does
0: that in this, he's like in a chair and he pops up. He's like, "Hi, Robin Ballack. Hi, <laughs> yeah. can you and sign this petition?" <laughs> yeah, the petition, and then he ends up serving like the key role in the movie. One of yes, the key roles yes, in the movie, yes. but so I guess I still haven't decided exactly what I think of the movie because oh, I saw, RLY. I well, here's the I saw it at the Chinese theater, which is Asian American the, theater. The Asian American theater which is, uh, well, Rowan would call it the commie theater.
1: Yeah, goddamn commies.
0: Goddamn commies. So uh, I saw it there, and the people who took me got seats in the third row, like left. And for those who don't know (laughs) the Chinese theater, (laughs) so for those who don't know the Chinese theater, it's one of the biggest theaters and screens probably in the country. Maybe it's the biggest. It is massive. It's an IMAX screen that's just gigantic, and there's no real space between, like the first row and the screen, and the left side. So I look. I was looking at the screen for about the first hour, and I couldn't tell. Like I couldn't tell the difference between like Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Sil- Killian Murphy. Is that his name? I yeah. uh, I couldn't tell the difference. Like. Faces would blend because it was just—it was like a morphing of different faces going oh in and out, God, and they would dude. jump between time periods constantly. So I just couldn't tell. All of a sudden, like one of the characters got way older, but I couldn't follow who was who because it was just this morphing. It's oh, like dude. I was on like an acid trip without being on acid, you. and oh my God. and it was so confusing. And then around an hour in, I told them like I had to go. I had to go to the bathroom. And then I actually found another seat and I just sat and they didn't know where I went and they like were worried about me, but I didn't care because at least I could watch the second half of the movie without like having this weird psychedelic experience. So that's why the movie was difficult. Do you understand? You've been to the Chinese theater. I
1: mean, this is like for anybody that's been to New York City or a big city, you ever like drive and you're in the middle of like the downtown area or just like in the city. And then you're in a cab and you try to uh, look up at the buildings but from out the cab window, but the buildings are right in front of you. They're so tall. Yeah. You, can't, you can't see more than like the lobby area. Um, yeah, it's like that.
0: That's it. And so the movie was frustrating because of that. Like It became two movies. It was like the second half was better, way better than the first half. And the time, it was really well made. It was so damn long. Oh, I also saw it at 10 at night. So it ended at 1.30 in the morning. So between those couple things, it was just a terrible viewing experience, but
1: how how was your dinner at this three-star Michelin restaurant? Well, I don't know. It was kind of mid. Well, I showed up full. Um, I sat, I sat outside the restaurant. Um, (laughs) I put ketchup on everything and, and uh, they had a
0: fire alarm go off.
1: Yeah. That.
0: (laughs) So, but look, the movie was, had amazing moments performances were great and uh i'll I'll have to see it again but it's so damn long i'll have to see it again to me it felt long but it was also late so impressive filmmaking i mean that's what i'll say for now amazing filmmaking just it's hard to put anything like that together like they did and it was really well done um but we'll uh uh oh so anything else go on in the uh for you over the uh, the last week before we get into our topic
1: uh, before we get into our topic, over the last week, uh, I went to see Shohei Otani pitch what many thought might oh. be his final start as an angel. It wasn't, thank goodness. Um, and it feels like a week was a long time, so I do not know.
0: That's 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 well, I went, I went to a ball game too, Jays-Dodgers, which was cool to see my two teams. Dodgers first, of course, at the ravine, the Jays won. But in extras, they won in 11 innings, so that was pretty wild. Uh, But Shohei, just seeing him pitch, I'm just, because I did it, I think I talked about it on the show a few weeks ago. It's cool, right? Like, it's just amazing that he pitches, and then he goes, and he, like, crushes the ball, and then he pitches, and then he crushes the ball. He's the best. Today, he threw a complete game shutout. One hitter. One hitter. And then in the second game of the doubleheader, he hit two home runs. He is, so yeah,
1: he's not the best.
0: He's cool. He's worth seeing. If he comes to your town, go see him. If like you have a chance to go see Shohei Otani, the rest of the year, go see him. He's done being in L.A., but he'll be in other cities. So go yeah. see this guy. He is so cool. And it's like watching one of these freaks. You might never see a guy like him again.
1: Yeah, I bet he's got like a three foot wiener. <laughs> he's that cool.
0: Uh that puts us that's perfect for a segue into topic one. Yes. Uh three foot wieners. Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> so weird. Uh Sinead O'Connor passed, as as many know. She to be honest was really before my time. I don't remember her as a star. It's more just the myth of her. So my topic is is about uh what I've read about Sinead O'Connor that I wanna bring up that makes me feel hopeless. Because I knew the famous things about her. I knew that she shaved her head. Um, I knew the one, the Nothing Compares To You cover she did of Prince's Song. And I knew that on SNL she tore up a picture of the Pope in protest of the Catholic Church and Was basically like that was kind of the end of her career So she was like a huge star and then that kind of ended her career So I got interested Rohit after when she died in like learning a little more about her because a lot of People were pouring out about her. She we don't know how she died, but probably suicide and really tragic She had changed her name to some Salama uh,
1: shahuda Sadaka.
0: <laughs> Thank you um, I leave it to you for those kinds of pronunciations as a, as a racial profilist. <laughs> um, so this is what I found out, a quote from her, which makes me feel hopeless because people really thought she was off the rails when actually about the Catholic Church, she was right with the, her protest. Mm-hmm. They were doing um, terrible pedophilia things. That she was protesting. That's why she tore up the picture. And she had this quote, which I want people to hear because it really rang true. And we we rush to judgment, which is the hopelessness I feel, um, when we feel like people bombed for our theme. Like we like people thought she did on SNL with this performance. Here is the quote that she said. A lot of people say or think that. Tearing up the Pope's photo derailed my career. That's not how I feel about it. I feel that having a number one record derailed my career and my tearing the photo put me back on the right track. After SNL, I could just be me. And she went on to say afterwards, the people that had their careers derailed were the record execs who couldn't go to their island retreat. So this really made me think, what is it to have a career come and go what is it about how we judge people and to her point she made money what is it about was it her or were the record execs pissed because she'd become controversial and when she was actually right well I, i'm curious your thoughts cuz i hearing this i felt damn that's a really good point it's like yeah, she was able to be her
1: she was although she said some really fucked up shit
0: um i'm not i'm not talking about other things that she did. I'm talking about that concept that we think s- someone's career is derailed when in her case, it actually like got her to find herself again. Cause she'd become this big famous person and it made her actually go get to go live her life again.
1: She did. I mean, she definitely did things her own way. I mean, before she converted to Islam, she actually changed her name from Sinead O'Connor to Magda Dav- Davit because, uh, she said, um, You know, she wanted to divorce herself, make herself free of the patriarchal slave names, free from parental curses. Um, And then when she converted to Islam and changed her name again, uh, (laughs) she called all those who were not Muslims disgusting. Um, And so here's the thing.
0: Well, I mean, we are.
1: Yeah, I agree. We are. Um, We are. She's right. She was one that was ahead of her time. She was a Twitter shit poster before Twitter was around. Like, she is, I think, one of the greatest trolls in history. And, you know, from being a beautiful woman to just to shaving your head, people are like, why would you shave your head? To to tearing up the Pope picture, to tearing up Joey Buttafuoco's picture, to getting into battles with Madonna and Prince And then just doing all like this shit, converting to Islam, which was like, you know, like at the time, it's like, oh, my goodness, an Irish woman doing that. It was like you'd only really seen it from like Cat Stevens, you know, Um, and. Who's not an Irish woman, but, um, you know, generally not, you know, an entertainer that 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 switched. But as whether you like her or not, as you're listening, you have to admit this woman did things her own way and. I respect that. I love that. And I don't agree with a lot of shit she says or did, but I don't care because I love the fact that she did them and that she had the temerity to break traditions and to buck what people should expect out of a female singer. And she's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to do this. And I love it. Love it, love it, love it.
0: That gives me hope. I'm going to hope gong it. Bong. 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 I don't have the Hope Gong up yet, but uh, I'm gonna say Hope Gong. I, I agree, and it was great to learn more about. I didn't know much about her, so to learn more about her, and now you saying that, I didn't know any of that either. So that's uh, yeah. So rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor, and thank you for. Uh, oh, also, I watched a live performance of her doing the Nothing Compares to You from like somewhere in like 1990 or 92. Her live just the way she expressed herself while singing was awesome. So I recommend looking that up. Look up her oh, live yeah. live in like England in 1992.
1: In um, some ways she could I know we, we can move on move on but I think the last thing I'm going to say in some ways she was kind of like Kanye before Kanye. Ah.
0: Uh, uh, I uh, all right, well let's move on. I uh, I don't I don't want I don't like right uh, for for now. For the time being, I just don't like giving Kanye any airspace, right? I just I don't think he deserves it. Um, he's very anti-Semitic, and so I uh, personally don't want to give him. Uh, I, I want to honor what sinead O'Connor was, and le- at least what I've learned about the cool things about her, and leave it at that. Because fuck Kanye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, sports update. Because we do have a jam-packed show, and we're going to try to get everything yes. in. Uh, sports update. So Rohit, oh yeah, I can't wait. Later, you're you're. Uh, by the way, when we get to Rohit's topic, it's it's something we have not really covered on this show yet. Um, maybe we have, but not like this. We did a little bit. We did a little bit. Um, for our good listeners out there who have listened a lot, you'll recognize it. But sports update first. Rohit, congratulations. Uh, as as you know. You should listen to me always because when you feel hopeless, I give you hope and it's correct. And on this show, I gave you this hope. I told you this would happen. And you said, no way. It will not happen. It cannot happen. And it is 100% happening. One, the Orioles, your Baltimore Orioles, are going to make the playoffs this year. That's basically a foregone conclusion. And two, they're in first place. Like I I I looked in the standings. In the standings, there's so many games up on not making a like the last wild card spot they are going to make the playoffs they and th-
1: they have the best record in the American League second best record in baseball um, Yeah they're good
0: they're making the playoffs and they're in first place in the hardest division in baseball where every team is well above 500 which is yes. also just insane <laughs> and they're ridiculous. still in first place having had to play all those teams the most so what i ask what i'm asking you is is how does it feel and how hyped do you get just watching all these games?
1: It's, I love turning on the games and then just like, it, it's, cause usually when I subscribe to the MLTV, MLB TV package, usually by the time it hits July, I'm like, all right, I have no reason to watch anymore because we're <laughs> like 25 games under 500 and this sucks. <laughs> um, but now it's like, wow, I'm getting my money's worth. And yeah, um, it's been amazing. Secondly, the, uh, there's been a couple upsetting things. One, I've found myself even beyond this, just uncomfortable with how many times I've told my co host Aaron Wolf, oh, yeah, you were right <laughs> about this or that. Like, it's, you know, I don't love doing that. No. Like. Yeah. But it's like, you hate it. like, the this is like the fucking third thing recently um, in like the past 10 days. Um, and we're not going to talk about the others because I can't purposely cannot remember them. Um, so, hate that. Um, the next thing is, I don't want to overly acknowledge it too much because I, I have a spiritual connection to my sports teams where I jinx them.
0: Okay, well I can so you can acknowledge it, but I can. I can acknowledge that this team is a filthy good team, and they're did they upgrade yet, or are they going to upgrade? Did they trade for anyone yet? Not I'm sure they'll get someone. They'll get yeah. someone in the next couple of days, and just get a little bit better. And they mm-hmm. have like more prospects waiting in the wings. It's yeah. a it's a very cool team. I, I watched. I think were they playing the Phillies? I watched uh-huh. Phillies Orioles game. And it was just amazing to see like the young excitement. There's, like everyone who comes up has pop. They're like fun, exciting. The relievers Nobody's all like over twenty five. <laughs> yeah, they're know? all like... they're all super young and like the closer uh, Batista is nasty. So uh, anyway, congrats. Uh, you Thank have a great team, and we have a couple other sports things. We have something. Yes. Uh, do you have a, something to talk about here?
1: Yes. Um, uh... I didn't put those in, did I? I oh know. no, I haven't.
0: Uh, so, yeah. so the uh, so one quick thing about football. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with the NFL. Yes, you do. I I kind of hate it, but then I also watch it. It's it's sort of like Rohit with life. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> so uh i i i i do hate the nfl i think it represents kind of like all bad things of america it's like it's just it's a it's bad for people it's the rich person controlling the the uh you know get letting the the other the the poppers hurt themselves and most of remember most nfl players do not get rich they have the uh, average career span of an nfl player is like two years, two, two and a half, half years. years. That's two it. and a half years. That's it. And if you're, you average, and then they have no other skills. So they're an NFL player in a lot that of sounds them. like brain damage. Uh, yeah. And they get brain damaged and hurt. I, did I say this on the show that when I went to the, the long beach grand prix, a lot of the people working on the cars were former NFL players. Um,
1: what? no, I didn't think he said that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They like they. I was, cause uh, Connor who's been on the show an IndyCar car racer, NASCAR racer, we were in the pit, so I'd be meeting the different workers, you know, just the people down there. And uh, uh, some of them they'd introduce, and they'd say, oh, yeah, and I, you know, this is so-and-so. used to play for, like, the Cardinals or the Chiefs or whatever. He was a tight end. Like, it was, like, real players. I'd never that's, heard of them, but really it was real cool. players. And uh, and that's what they're doing now. You know, they're working on cars. Um, things like that. So... With that being said, I really hate the football off-season the most, because one, it reminds me that the Dolphins suck, because our big off-season acquisition, Jalen Ramsey, is out for the year uh, already. Is
1: it officially the whole season at this point? I mean,
0: come on, probably. I can't imagine not. And then, and two, I kind of despise football talk in the off-season, because everyone acts like they know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. And nobody knows anything about what they're talking about. And I feel with other sports, there's a little more deep knowledge of what's actually going to happen.
1: And it's not only that. They're so confident. Confident. Like, it's beyond. It's not, it's not just like, oh, yeah, I feel like, you know, this team might have a good year. It's like, well, they're exactly going to be this. And it's like, and they're never right, ever. No,
0: there's 17 games. Everything changes. And you really don't know much. And you don't. All you're doing is giving your opinions based on, like, whatever feed you follow or whatever article you read from that beat writer. You can't, it's hard to totally know much about a football team, there's just not the, as, enough to watch. Like mm-hmm. like my opinion of the Orioles was, was based on watching a bunch of Orioles games, reading mm-hmm. about them, seeing the talent, watching the relief, seeing the pitchers, and you get over a baseball season, you get to see what is going on with a team, with a right. football and season. mine was
1: based off of decades of enduring trauma
0: And I guess that's me with the Dolphins. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so I understand the trauma. Uh, But, which is, yeah, look, trauma. So, I'll just leave it at this, because I feel hopeless. Do you agree, Roit? Yes, I do, I do, I do,
1: I do. um,
0: Um, And then what sucks is then the NFL has their, like, preseason stuff, and Joe Burrow, who is one of my favorite players to watch. Love him. He is, uh, you know, he's led the... Bengals to the Super Bowl uh, and all that. Turn
1: that team around. Turn that team around.
0: But he just probably tore his Achilles. So he's going to be out for the year almost like, almost for sure. And it just, seeing that, that one shows, so the Bengals, who a lot of people probably had favored to at least go far in the postseason, maybe go to the Super Bowl, they're done. Like that's a wrap on the season. To
1: watch young, yep. scrappy, and they're not like the shitty asshole Bengals of like ten years ago that had a lot of of douchebags on the team. They had a lot of fun guys.
0: Yep, so. and then that so everyone who knew everything about the Bengals now that's a, done. So <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. it's okay. So I just uh, overall I we I don't want to talk about football until the season starts.
1: Okay, but I know we, we do I, that.
0: I, yeah. Should we do that? Because it's just it's unless like unless it's
1: something really cool.
0: Unless it's something really cool. Otherwise, because yes. preseason football talk and pe- and the NFL trying to get people hyped for these preseason games when nobody plays really and nobody watch it. It's just preseason football is really bad.
1: Okay. And we'll, and we'll, and we'll save our season picks until before the first game.
0: Yeah. Well, um, it just yeah. it's a few weeks. In a few weeks, we'll yeah. do it. So oh let's go to Hope in 60.
1: Yes. Yes. We got three topics today in Hope and 60. Start it. And Aaron's going to give us that first one. Um, oh yeah, ready? Uh, let me start that timer. This
0: is this is this is one. It's called. It's called. Uh, this is a bomb going off for Rohit because it's re- it's kneading into your sensitive spot. Yes, let's go. On Fox News, I uh, really hate how the media, uh, the media, as you know from listening to the show. And here is the headline that I read: Hillary Clinton blames MAGA Republicans for making it hot outside. And I read that, and I thought, what the hell? This is definitely not true. And what she was really doing, what the article was really about, is how she's blaming MAGA Republicans because they want to defund climate change help and stuff like that and deny that it's a big deal and stuff like that. So I hated reading this media, and I I also know how much you hate Hillary Clinton, so give me hope.
1: Um, The hope is, well, if we did happen to see Mitch McConnell... Kind of stroke out yes this week. Um, Hillary Clinton's also getting up there. Oh so God! My only, yeah. My only hope is that um,
0: all these old heads. Uh, Jeez nah. wait. No, no hope. How is that not hope? Because you didn't answer my topic. Those my topic real. was about the headline saying that that she's blaming MAGA Republicans for making it hot outside, which is such a misleading. Way to just get people more fired up about Hillary Clinton, and it makes no sense. It's yeah, not true. But
1: but, but my hope to you is we won't have to worry about the, her, hopefully, for not much, many more decades.
0: Um, all right, your topic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> really morbid. And also, I hope I hope not, I hope Mitch McConnell gets better. Whatever went wrong with him, we don't wish death on most people, at least.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, no comment. Um, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm definitely kidding. Um, Remember, uh,
0: Rohit has a love-hate relationship with life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Award-winning journalist. We already talked about last week, um, you know, in our whole Sound of um, Freedom discussion about uh, a a rapist journalist. uh, Or, sorry, a, a pedophile journalist. Well, now there's another one. Um, ABC, former ABC News reporter uh, James Gordon Meek is facing at least five years in prison with possibly more charges um, because he uh, they found tons and tons and tons of child porn, along with him bragging about raping an infant. Um, So help me feel better about people reporting our news, because
0: this is bad. Um, I'll help you feel better. I think that there are sick people in all facets of life. I don't think they're just in journalism. I don't think they're just in entertainment. I don't All the places where people say they are, I think they're everywhere. I think people suck in every facet of industry and life. I don't think there's one good place, no matter, tell me the thing. I don't think there's one good place where there's all good people.
1: Well, that made me feel better because, yeah, <laughs> um, it's just terrible people all around.
0: Yeah, um, and good people. Wait, and good people all around. There's going to be terrible people. And right next to them, there's going to be a good person.
1: All right. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) Except on Epstein Island. (laughs) Yeah. There's no good people on that island. No. um, Okay. The next one. Final one. Uh, My favorite topic. Canada. Uh, There (laughs) is a new. uh, uh, So there is a rapist in Canada. um, And he murdered a woman. And then he uh, raped multiple women. But he is now um, being given the ability To go out uh, on uh, during good behavior um, and visit whorehouses um, (laughs) to downgrade his risk of reoffending so he can get. And so right now, Canadians are paying their tax dollars for this serial rapist and murderer to actually have sex with prostitutes um, as a form of rehabilitation.
0: I have immediate hope. You you just gave me the story that I'm going to get the rights to for my next film.
1: Dawn. Hope. That's great. Yes. Okay, yes, because you can tell a story. Because this is so messed up. It's so
0: crazy. <laughs> it's a great movie. This is better than Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who There's... rapes with gets to go to whorehouses. Like, what? It's great. Yeah, Just hope... send, please send me the... Oh, here's... Yes. I have the link. I'm going to option this, and I'm going to make a yes. film about it, and I it's going to... I love it. It's going to be the next... This is going to be the next Oppenheimer. Yes. And What's you, this guy's yeah. name?
1: Uh, his name is uh, Galas. Uh, uh, Eustachio Galas, age 51. Um.
0: It's going to be called Eustachio.
1: Eustachio.
0: And it's going to star yeah. Matt Damon and Robert Downey Jr. and <laughs> oh Robbie yeah. Murphy okay. Killian yeah. <laughs> Murphy and Emily Blunt will be in it. It'll be a fantastic film. We'll have Kenneth Branagh. It's going to be <laughs> wonderful.
1: <laughs> oh, well, Meryl Streep
0: Meryl Streep um, will be in it, Helen Mirren, Dame Dame, Dame Helen Jack Mirren Black. will be in it Jack Black will be in it, Seth Rogen will play the whore, it'll be so good Alright, I feel tons of hope, this is, I, I mean, what a movie uh, Alright, so topic two, we've topic gotten two, to it, before we this, have our hopeless yes. TV and wrap up uh, the show wrap, Yeah, this
1: We Buried the Lead, oh my god, Aaron, this could be the best news Of our lives, Mm. and this is about former U.S. intelligence agent David Grush testifying under oath. Mm. Okay, this is a guy that worked in the government, and he says he himself has interacted and visited with uh, the remains of non-human biological pilots from UAPs. Formerly UFOs. UAPs are Unmanned Aerial Somethings. Um, What? um, So, this is... He's literally... He testified today. Um, And he's saying that, yes, for years, the U.S. government has had non-human pilot life forms that they've recovered from ships. And he said that also the... These videos that have been coming out like that have been getting declassified where other pilots have had flybys with unidentified with UAPs that those have many of those are actually not from this planet. Um, So this is a this is a government guy testifying under oath.
0: So I have this is only hope. Um, This is fantastic news. I. I've never doubted that there isn't other life. And the only thing that I've always been annoyed with, and maybe David Grush can finally prove that this is true, is that I am convinced that aliens do not look how aliens are uh, are shown in movies. They don't look like E.T. They don't look like the things in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They don't look like the whatever in uh, that Chris Pratt movie that came out last year that I don't Jurassic remember the name Park. of it. They don't look like dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I believe like they could oh, yeah, look Oh, the one where he falls out of a hole in the sky. That thing. Um on Netflix, yeah. Whatever that was. Um yeah. pretty bad movie. So mm-hmm. I I just want them to say like there's other there's other life forms and maybe they look like us. Or maybe they like they look like we can't imagine them to look like because it pisses me off that all aliens look either a little bit cute, like in such huge hits as Mac and me, or they look like close encounters. Aliens or like, uh, Oh, they, uh, war of the worlds. Those ones looked all crazy weird. Or what if
1: the aliens look like us and it's just all Jewish and all Indian people are actually aliens.
0: Yes, from a long time and they're ahead. and they're from the planet illegal.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, this is I mean, this is a funny side note. Um, I think it's funny. There was a show that was on reruns all the time when we were when I was little. It was called Perfect Strangers. Um, yeah, of course. You remember this? And
1: cousin, uh, cousin Larry Appleton, I am belki Bartholomos from the island of Nepos. Yes,
0: so yours truly, Aaron Wolf, who's always right. Uh, I was very wrong about this until I probably learned this like within the last five years, the whole time because I had not seen that show since I was a little kid, and then um, like it was on like Saturday morning, they'd like rerun it all the time. And, uh, I always thought when they, he said that he was an alien, I thought he was actually an alien from another planet. And, uh, I didn't realize that it was any, like, you know, that he was from this other country. I never realized that he was, I always thought, and he talked funny, so I just thought he was like a human E.T. (laughs) Hey, mama, hey there. That's an
1: alien. (laughs) (laughs) Because you you definitely had your southern boy accent when you were a small child uh, growing up in uh, Los Angeles. Yes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So how stupid am I? How stupid Um, am I
0: for having thought that?
1: Well, if you're already listening to this show and you've listened to other episodes before, Aaron and I do not have to restate over and over just how dumb we are. (laughs) Um, <laughs> no. you will discover it for yourself. But yes, I think this is on brand. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. At least I'm living up to my full, living down to yes, my full yeah. potential. Hey, you're not alone, bro.
1: I mean, I wasn't that dumb with that show, but trust me, I've been dumb <laughs> for other places too. So um, yeah, I think Mipos must've been somewhere in Greece or Macedonia or one of those weird countries. Well, to me, it was another um,
0: planet and he was from there. <laughs> uh, but I, but just to bring it back, cause then we have hopeless TV. I very excited for what's to come. Cause I'll uh, let the cat out of the bag. Let the alien let us let us know, I guess, at this point. I don't want everyone to freak out too much, but let us know what's going on with these uh aliens that they've found. I'm really curious what they look like. Uh, That's really are,
1: this is like literally all I care about in life anymore.
0: As we said, you have a love hate relationship, but this is this is what makes you live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh so hopeless TV. Um Rohit, I have two pieces of hopeless TV. Both of them, well, the first is this. As breaking news as of like this hour, uh, former President Donald Trump has been uh, charged with even more severe um, charges for uh, the the case in uh, Mar-a-Lago with the documents. Um, these cases are, so he has 37 cases already, and these are really deep in the, like, hold, withhold, like, stealing. They have, I guess, evidence that he really, like, he took, knowingly took, um, uh, foreign intel home with him. and should not
1: have done that.
0: No. And so that's what these charges are for. I'm trying to see exactly what they're called. But, um... They're taking n- classified national security information. And they're, so these charges are v- more like, each one is 10 to 20 years in prison. And again, I don't know, I don't think they would be releasing this if they didn't feel that he did it because to, to not, but I like, it sounds like they have some on tape. Oh, and they arrested, there's another person. There's a third person who's gonna go with Trump who knew all about this, who I bet they're gonna to try to turn, Carlos de Oliveira. So, the hopeless TV part slash hope part is, this trial is gonna be the greatest entertainment on TV ever. Yes, it will. And I, my hopelessness is, when will we get it? Because I will miss anything else in life to watch this. It'll, just seeing him like with his different funny faces Being like, I wonder. I wonder
1: if they actually let him take the stand because that that man does not know how to stick to a script,
0: and he doesn't know how to tell the truth. So then he'll lie under oath, guaranteed. There's no chance he tells the truth under oath, and then he'll get charged with lying under oath. Um, Yeah, which is probably why they won't let him testify. No, he's a serial liar, so he it's just impossible. But I would love it. That would be.
1: But I'm saying his 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 team would not is not going to put him on the stand.
0: No, but even just the panning, like like someone's testimony and just seeing his different funny faces will be amazing. I just, my hopelessness is, when are we going to get this great TV?
1: Probably sometime next year. You think? Yeah.
0: That's I fine. So. I wait for like, I exci- am I really want to see the, the final Mission Impossible since I saw part one and I have to wait till next summer. So mm-hmm. I can wait, I guess. All right, I have hope. As long as I get, can you promise I get it next year?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, and we'll be talking about it. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll have, we'll have a a Trump watch Trump
0: watch. All right. This will be, I am so excited for this. It is going to be, they they have to, they have to time it before the elections to make sure
1: that, uh, yeah. anyway, let's next topic.
0: Next topic is, um, this is, I saw it on, I was flipping through channels and actually saw this when I went, like I stopped on Fox news for a second and they had, a thing on, I stopped because I saw this fight. And it actually gave me hope. So it's not really a hopeless TV, it gave me tons of hope. There were in, um, let me see, in in Brazil, there were a bunch of moms who who were watching Barbie with their kids, and they got into an all-out brawl. And Mm -hmm. so I found out this information on TV through Fox News, which Again, thank you, Fox News, for sometimes doing excellent reporting. I needed this. And uh, the fight, I just recommend everyone look up Barbie mom's brawling in the theater because you see the credits for the movie rolling and just these moms decking each other. So uh, I don't know what you think of that. It gave me a ton of hope.
1: Uh, It gives me hope because apparently it started over one mom letting her child watch YouTube videos throughout the entire movie sound on screen. Right.
0: That's how it started. Yeah.
1: Um, So I don't necessarily condone violence, but yeah.
0: Yeah. But don't do YouTube while the movie's going on either.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. So I think that, that mom,
0: I'm on yep. the team of the mom who uh, did the fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, on behalf of the rest of the theater, everybody's paying money, opening weekends, spending good money, taking time out of their day to see this. And you just let your kid watch YouTube? Why even bring them to the movie? And why ruin it for everybody else? So, yes. I, I am, you know, sometimes I am team... Uh, uh, Violence. Yeah. Mob justice. <laughs>
0: um, um, when it all comes right. to
1: things that inconvenience me personally. Agreed. Um, yes. So...
0: Nobody did that in Oppenheimer. Nope. Um, no, there was no, there were no YouTube kids in Oppenheimer. What does that say about Barbie? Maybe it's not a... Uh, no, nah, I won't go there. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, but we will be seeing it. We're very excited for it. Very excited All right, to see but, it. Last thing. Hopeless TV is... Have you heard of the movie Sisu? No. Okay. Because it got buried uh, oh, beneath wait. Barbenheimer and Mission Impossible. I've heard now, of Sisu, it. Sisu.
0: Yes, I've heard of it.
1: It's streaming on amazon prime it's set in the final days of world war ii and sisu means sheer relentlessness it's a story of this elderly action hero who seeks brutal and bloody revenge against the nazis and in this little review um it says the film is exceptionally gory as the lead actor jorma Tommila exacts his revenge on screen with enough violence to make even tarantino squeamish they say though it's not for the faint-hearted the film is getting rave reviews right now. It's got uh, ninety-four on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Really? Uh huh. So you feel hopeless that these two big, big movies got made this other movie get overlooked?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they shouldn't have released this during the Barbenheimer weekend. I'm sorry. But yeah. The
0: bombs. <laughs> the bombs were going off. Bomby.
1: Pink bomb. Pink bombs. You don't you don't launch a movie
0: during pink bomb, thon Well, it's one of those things because uh, the Barbenheimer weekend was such. I'm trying to think of a true hope because I mean, I do think movies like this get shared. And in this day and age, it's so easy to just tell your friends to go watch something and people will watch it. You're telling me to watch it. I'll watch it. You haven't watched it yet. You'll watch it. So uh, I just think that things do gain a momentum on their own. I'm finding yeah. out about some shows that were four years ago, and I, they're like, "Oh, you haven't seen that?" I'm like, "I haven't heard of it." So
1: yeah, it's it's great, and you know, I think that there's so much more content that we realize that is really good. I mean, and if you tell me a movie, okay, it's John Wick meets
0: Nazi hunting. Wow, cool. Oh, great. sort of like the Tarantino movie. It's sort of like Inglorious Bastards.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: Um, way more violent, it says. More violent, and Inglorious ba- Bastards was very violent. Yeah. Dude, very with a
1: baseball bat.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so my hope is that movies do find an audience. Uh, and right now, the hype, and we live in this era where it's like saying you were there is so important to most people. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of doing it, too. Like, I, I like, it's fun to be the first to say you did stuff, something. Um, so I get it. Do you get it? because I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Sisu didn't have that like, oh God, you have to see it right away. But um, I think it'll find its audience and and now our audience knows. So that's at least, what, four million people?
1: Uh, Yeah, probably close to that.
0: Close to that. So so yeah, go see Sisu. We haven't seen it yet so we don't know if it's good or not but it's supposed to be good. And um, that, we've run out of time so that's going to wrap up our show today except uh, uh, there's one hope fulfilled, I believe.
1: Yes, and this is just my own personal hope fulfilled. Um, la- last week, or maybe it's like f- earlier this week, I was just, something crossed my mind. I was like, whatever happened to the I Like Turtles kid? Remember him? Oh, He's he- like this like, yeah, it's like an old meme from like, I don't know, like 16 years ago, I think it was. long time And ago. this kid, yeah, he was at a county fair and someone's interviewing a, a Halloween costumes. He's like, and what are you, young man? He just goes, I like turtles. And it just turned into this thing, right? I was wondering, what the fuck happened to this guy? Well, I just saw something come up this morning um, and I forgot to share it, but I want to share it is I Like Turtles Kids makes iconic returns 16 years later in trailer for new Ninja Turtle movie. So now he's like a grown ass adult and he's got the same face paint on the same hairstyle (laughs) and he's getting interviewed by a reporter and it's for the Ninja Turtles movie, which is cool. I like turtles.
0: Yes. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Well, that gives me hope. I, I'm excited for that movie. It's like Seth Rogen and his team wrote it. It's going to be cool. And the fact they got the I Like Turtles guy to be in it is fantastic. So uh, kudos to them. I feel hope. Um, this has been a fun show, Roet. I've enjoyed it.
1: It has. It's, another, it's been another good quickie. And I'm, I'm liking this format.
0: Yeah. I like my shows like Women Like Me. <laughs> Did that She's make any person. sense? I don't even know. That, there, sure. that joke bombed. All right, we're done. Peace.
1: Okay, bye. <laughs> when the world seems golden and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope,
0: a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and rogue hit world. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Roe